Welcome to TLDR with Tony and Luke. I'm Luke. And I'm Andy Warhol. Not anymore, your neck got sore. <laughs> I'm Tony. <laughs> Join us as we discuss a random selection of games, but with a hint, a strong hint of turn-based throughout. Ah, uh, yes. We're going to talk about Thronebreaker. Yep. XCOM 2. Yep. Wildermyth. Yep. And Sunset Overdrive. They're certainly... Yeah, it's, I mean, turn-based, there's a bit of turn-based in there, yeah. but they're not really anything no. at all like the other ones. No. <laughs> no. Let's start off with Thronebreaker, which is a nominal uh, joint play at the moment. Yes, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Jordan, do you want me to go? Because you've talked about it last I have. week. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts. Okay. I feel like, the, I think you might have mentioned it last week, but I think this game is not made for people who are just playing Gwent for the first time. Yeah. I feel very out of my depth. Oh, really? Kind of okay. thing. Well, just, like, I get what's going on. Yeah. But those puzzles and stuff, like, are not, I'm not thinking in the right way to yeah. work the puzzles They're out. They're logic puzzles. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know all the rules and all the little edge cases yeah. because a, um, a couple of them, I'm like, you know, once it clicked, I'm like, oh, that's really obvious, so obvious. now that I know yes. that's kind of how you're supposed to play these cards. Because Gwent's not like any other card game that I've played before like this. Like, I don't think I've played anything like this sort of... Uh, I, I, I kind of think Magic the Gathering is like yeah, this sort of a game. Don't Never played Hearthstone. Yeah, the uh, Might and Heroes of Might and Magic yeah. one. Yeah, no, no. And I picked it up way back in Final Fantasy. There was... Yeah, trading card games and Final Fantasy right. games. Yeah. and so I think that's really sort of it is hampering my enjoyment of it a little bit. Yeah, because I'm not. F- well, not and as I fun. said, I think the biggest problem is they put too many puzzles and not enough actual straight battles in. I've only played like yeah two straight battles. Yeah, although- the whole first section is only three straight battles in the whole first section. Yeah, the rest are all puzzle battles. Or they've got some modifier on them as yeah. well. They're not like a real battle. Yeah. It, it's like some weird mechanic on it. So okay, so I got stuck on. Uh, there's one where you've got to stop a, ca- a, a, cart. a, a cart escaping because yes. someone's being kidnapped, I think, and yeah. it makes its way from left to right across the board. Yeah, yeah, the wife. I have no idea how to beat that. I've, I tried for like half an hour, trying restarting, going backwards. I could not. super easy. I'm sure it is. And this is my point. I'm like, okay. I, I kind of, I get what I need to do roughly, but have, knowing which cards in my, because uh, that one you can kind of pick what cards you want to use. I don't know all the more well enough. And what I translate this to is like in Star Wars, you know, turn-based strategy game with a roster of things. I know all my characters. Yeah. I know what they do and what they don't do. Yeah, I've got yeah. all that intimate knowledge about how to use them. You know, and this yeah. team I'm going against, they use these mechanics, so I need these mechanics to counter it. Yeah. It's all real. This one, I don't feel like I don't know any Gwent of that stuff. Gwent is exactly the same as that, yes. And there's no soft introduction. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like I've got to go through and read every single card description of my whole deck, like, and really, like, absorb all that information. You really only need to learn five cards for that whole first section until the Nilfgaardians attack. Okay. You only need to know five cards. Right. So, which five? So, lay it on me. Which, like, what's the. So, you need to know um, that the war cart gets more powerful the more cards appear in its lane. Yes. You need to know that the um, soldiers with a pike 
will yep. summon all the other soldiers of the pike in your deck yes. when you play them. That one. And you need to know that there's one guy that summons two units with him yep. that when you activate them, they change lanes. And then one of your two heroes yep. resets all the activation on all your cards. Yeah. So you play those cards in the right order. Yeah. You can end up getting like a strength of 15 onto that war cart. Yeah. And then you hit what you need to kill with that 15 strength and suddenly you've won the match. Right. So it's manipulating. It, it is entirely manipulating the mechanics of the cards in your favor. And when you say that, I'm like, okay, I can see how all those cards will interact. I think what's sort of holding me back it's like once you know that that's an appropriate solution yeah you can kind of then start trying it out and work out the permutations to make yeah. it work but if you're not sure what your end goal is yes you kind of like well, the end goal is not always is, clear does this not work because i got the wrong turn order or is it because this just doesn't this is never going to work no I think it, you don't really have a clue of if it it's always works succeed. the cards that give you always work uh, no, no, not not the cards, but like the strategy of a application of which. There's card really do only I one play. strategy because because there's so few cards at yeah. this stage of the game. There's really only one strategy, yes. which is either. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's really only two strategies, which yeah. is either get all of your crossbowmen to shoot every turn, yeah. and your crossbowmen kill everything when they shoot every turn, yeah. or you get that war card to get so strong that it will kill whatever it attacks. How do you make your crossbowmen shoot every turn? You've got to upgrade them in the. You've got to upgrade them in the um, yeah, in that camp, camp and then every time you use the hero's ability, they shoot and then you get the trinket that lets the hero's ability recharge every second turn. See, this is the thing. So then you play yeah, one crossbowman right. and he okay. shoots. Yeah. You play your next crossbowman, use your hero's ability and the two crossbowmen shoot. Yeah. Then you play your third crossbowman and he shoots and then you yeah. and then the and two crossbowmen shoot. shooting every turn. See, that's and that's exactly the problem I have with the crossbowman. I'm like, oh, okay, so it shoots on play. But triggering to shoot again was I'm like there's got to be something in this in this thing that will let me. Yes, and I didn't know what that was. It wasn't any hand holding. You had to go into the base yeah. and level up. I think you level up your command tent. Yeah, and it says these you will unlock these cards. What it doesn't tell you is unlocking those cards actually upgrades all of your existing lower level cards in your deck. Uh. So I was surprised when suddenly my crossbowmen all started shooting. I said, I haven't bought any of them yet. Yeah, but... Then I realized it had upgraded all of my crossbowmen okay. in my existing deck. Right, right, right. And so... And that's probably where my resistance has been too because I'm like, I really don't want to sit down and read every single card and like try to unlock all you of don't have secrets. To. I, haven't, well, I haven't done it. Just by experimenting, I've learned, and I'm only learning one card at a time by experimenting. I just think that like your existing knowledge of Gwent yeah, removes so many layers of like yes. learning the game that you kind of can then discover yeah, those that's probably extra true. layer of mechanics. And it's like I was saying before, but it's not like it's once you know that it's kind of a good strategy. Yeah, you can then work on implementing it. But yeah. if you're not like because I think with Star Wars, right, you might put a team in. And it gets crushed, and you're not really you like. Well, you why, why did, it why get did they get destroyed? Was it because I yeah. put the wrong? Did I focus on the wrong? Because sometimes, like even just picking which character you go for first, like yeah. your kill yeah. order will be success or failed. Was it that that failed? Was it team composition that failed? Yeah. Was it you know all these other things? You sort of synergy, yeah. you know, whatever. Like so, I think that's okay. So I'm gonna go back and give it another go because like overall, I do like the little overworld map. You're finding a bunch yes. of stuff. Finding the hidden areas is borderline annoying, but it's also really yes. good when you get it. Yes. I think what's bothering me is when I open them up, I was like, something for multiplayer, and I'm like, They're all for I multiplayer. All the chests are just for multiplayer. Yeah, that's what I figured. 
The only thing that you get is you get card pieces, which unlock a new yes. card. Yes, uh, yeah, which I did get a, a piece yeah. unlocked, which unlocked the mm. the banner, is mm. it? Mm-hmm. Which is what you need to speed up your hero ability. Yeah, I did think that was a better card, yes. but I wasn't sure why it was better yeah. or anything. Is yeah. kind of thing. So well. you got to look at you got to look at loyalty yeah. on your other cards, and cards that have got loyalty will always activate when you use your hero. So whatever their loyalty oh, ability what, is. Okay. So there's yeah. one other guy to get one strength every time you use the hero's ability. Yeah. So if you got them on so early, I'm not using the hero's stronger. ability anywhere near enough. Either yes, you need to use hero's ability every time it's available. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yep. See, it's these little little things that you learn. Yeah. I guess that you're just sort of missing that I felt like I was missing out on yep. kind of thing. Okay. And yeah, the tutorial doesn't walk you through any of that stuff at all. I felt well, that's the thing. I felt like really informed. Like the tutorial is long and they go through a lot of stuff yes. and they cover all the areas. I felt it was weird. I felt like I was prepared, but like they taught me all the other things. It, yeah, it's but like not- if you if if it's a poker game, yeah, but you don't know how to play, play poker, poker, the tutorial never tells you how to play, play poker. poker. It's like here's this, here's yeah. the cards are going to deal from here. Here's your area. Yeah. Here's your stack of chips. And if you, you change the croupier's bow tie, things. it'll make them yellow backed yeah. instead of green backed. Yeah. You know, oh. yeah. But it doesn't tell you that a pair. You need a pair. Two pair beats a pair. And yeah. Three of a kind beats two pair. And yeah, it doesn't tell you any of that. Yeah, and, and doesn't even begin to touch on bluffing. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. I'll definitely because I was borderline like. I don't know if I want to play, but I want to talk to you first. Yeah, see if like what my experience was matching what it is, and get some tips. Yeah, so I can go back. So I'll definitely try the technique with the with the cart that gets the upgrades every time a card enters its row, yes. and then make sure I try to. I guess when you do the switching out of your cards, you want lots of those pikemen. The Pikeman goons. No, so you, you don't want can, to fall into that trap. You don't want too You've many. You've got of to them. know your strategy. Yeah. So there's one. There's two heroes. You start off with two heroes. One hero the reactivates everybody's ability. Big guy. And then there's the fat kill. guy who lets you put a card on the top of your deck. And see, that makes a big difference. I thought it was reset or low. Uh, we'll go through it after the podcast. I'll have a look. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. And also, you got to know because you, you, the queen gets different weapons. Yep. Have you got the different weapons for the queen? She starts off with a broadsword. Yeah. She gets a mace. I don't think and she I'm- gets a two-handed sword, and then that changes what her ability does. Yeah. I think I did. No, I do have a change of her ability. Okay. That's a weapon, and that's yes. So you got to know how to use the hero ability yeah. as well. Yeah. Because that yep. changes immensely. Okay. Based on what weapon you give her. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll have a look so you can give me some more pointers, yep. and then I can give it another crack with a, a bit yep. more knowledge to bring to bear. And maybe a little bit more patience yes. to go through and read. I definitely got myself caught a couple of times when it, I didn't read the hint on the puzzle. Yeah. And I read the hint and then I like looked at it and like really read it. Yeah. You know, I tried to absorb what, it, yeah. what that was trying to tell me. And then I'm like, oh, oh. Suddenly it's oh, obvious. There yeah. it is. And that, it all clicks. It you all can clicks. hear it click in your own brain. Yeah, too. yeah. That's one the, of the things I like about it. Yeah, it oh, is. Of course. You do that, then you that, then you do yeah. that. And that makes this happen. And that's the problem. I wasn't getting enough clicks to feel like I was even anywhere yeah. near when I was doing that I just, I just gave up I'm like I'll just come back I'll ask Tony about it and, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know because uh, like I'm definitely missing something here yeah. I'm so far away from the goal you know that yeah and there was another one I don't think I beat either was like, was like there was a there's a drake or something like that a fire drake that's yeah. one of the traditional battles though yeah that's one of the three traditional battles he's just really tough Yes, and I kind of rate. felt that maybe I just needed to spend a bit of time on my. I hadn't explored a lot of the area, right? I hadn't like run out of things to do or anything. Yeah. Like I'll come back to him, but the the cart one was like, I'm just not even. Yeah. 
yeah. getting this. All right, cool. All right, well, okay. We'll go back and give another go. All right, so tell me, Tony, last fortnight, apart from Thronebreaker, what have you been playing? Well, tell me the games that you've been terrible, playing. terrible, terrible thing happened on Tuesday oh, no. after the last podcast recording. Did you control a break? No. The entire tip? XCOM 2 franchise was released at Humble Bundle for $10. Oh. The entire, all expansion packs, That's, all DLC. Hang on, isn't your isn't your instant buy $5, not 10 But come on, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. So, yeah. Now, ironically enough, mm-hmm. I actually have XCOM 2 on my Xbox and not okay. on my computer. Oh, because it was Humble Bundle. It was, it was on Humble PC. Bundle. It was yeah, on right. PC. And I'd blown my download quota, so I couldn't download it. <laughs> so I have been playing it on my Xbox. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that I've been completely absorbed by XCOM 2 for the yeah. last two weeks. He's just doing totally. the whole franchise. Utterly, yeah, utterly absorbed right by through. XCOM 2. Now, we played XCOM 2. Yes, that yep. is the one we played, definitely. Yep. When we did yep. the, when we're playing around with what just play yes. for the podcast, which didn't quite good. work. But that was XCOM 2. That was fun. Yeah. What um after replaying XCOM one recently? Yeah, is your opinion changed on XCOM two. Still the same. Game? It is a huge improvement on XCOM one. Ah, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, when yeah you huge like. improvement. And I've now played with Shen's last gift and Alien Hunters. The uh, DLCs. They're two. The two two DLCs. Okay. So I can't play War of the Chosen because I've got War of the Chosen on my PC. Right. So I'll be able to play War of the Chosen when I've downloaded it onto my PC. Mm-hmm. But I did play. Which I didn't play when I played it through first time. I didn't play Shen's Last Gift and Alien Hunters. Now they're really quite interesting. So one of the biggest changes is we lost the war at the end of XCOM One. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, there's a whole intro sequence that I think I fast forwarded through that goes through that all. Yeah, so I can't tell you what it is because I fast forwarded through. <laughs> it. I just went XXX. <laughs> but I think it says that humans lost the war. And they captured you, the player from the first game, called the Commander. They captured uh, you and put you into an alien facility. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Bradford, who is your go-to guy in the first game, goes out in the field and he rescues you from the facility oh. and brings you back to your new base of operations, which is an alien spacecraft. Oh. Which the engineer from the first game had been fixing with his daughter before he died. Now, he's died and his daughter's now your engineer. And so you're in a... Spaceship, and I one of the alien spaceships, which is your own base. So you fly around. So now instead of building your base, XCOM base, you've now got a mobile base ah, that you fly around. Yeah, yeah. And instead of being the XCOM project to save Earth, you're now the resistance yep. against Advent because you know that the aliens are bad. Yep. So you're now trying to prove to the world. It's a little bit like Lord of the Rings. Uh, yep. Gandalf knows that. Yeah, Sauron's coming back, but yep. he's got to convince everybody that Sauron's coming back. Right. So now you know that the aliens are bad, so you've got to convince everyone that the aliens are yep. bad. Yeah, so you got to um, activate uh, resistance cells and. Hang on, why? Why would you just so aliens invaded and we fought a war that we lost? Yeah, but now the aliens have been good guys. They're being oh, they're building the- really futuristic cities and they're letting oh, everyone live in the cities for free. Right. So and everyone's like, oh, maybe their, this was a bit of a they've misunderstanding. They've brought their gene therapy with them and they have gene therapy clinics. And so you got cancer? No, you don't. Not anymore. You go to the gene therapy clinic, you don't have cancer anymore. You got diabetes? No, you don't. Go to the gene therapy clinic, you don't have diabetes anymore. Well then. And 
you, it, or that lovely television that you get, or that free-to-air television. We don't have that because free-to-air television just gives you misinformation and stuff. We've got the official Advent channels, mm. and the official Advent channels tell you everything you need to know. So yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, right. So sure. just listen to the Advent channels, and everything's good. Yeah. And so quite quickly, early on in the game, you find out what's actually happening in the gene therapy clinics, oh. and now you've got to try and get the message out, and you've got to stop. The aliens okay. from doing what they're doing. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good intriguing story, yeah, nice. which I went through the first time, so I actually know everything that's happening in the story. So yep. no surprises there for me. But the surprises were Shen's last gift. So you get a message onto your spaceship that crashes everything, and the engineer Shen's daughter goes a bit crazy. Says, "Well, this is my access code. No yep. one has my access code except for me and my dad." My dad's trying to give me a message. Yeah. And so then you go and do – now, this is this caught me by surprise. You get a mission to do, which I've been doing missions that have taken me five turns, six turns. This mission takes you 32 turns. Whoa. So it's a massive That's a huge investment game, compared to yeah. what you're currently doing. Jeez. Uh, and so spoilers abound. <laughs> Turns out her dad was working on an AI oh. called Julian. Okay. And Julian's gone a bit crazy. Because Julian was working with the aliens, but he thought he was better than the aliens and he was condescending to them. And they kind of worked out. That's what he was doing. So they trapped him into his – he was going into their spaceships and stealing all their information and turning all their mechs and stuff against them. Yeah. They worked out. So they isolated him in his own subnet. But, of course, because we're doing resistance stuff, he yep. picked up on our resistance frequencies and sent the code in and sent the secret message, which is actually a trap to lure – her in because he needs her to activate the body that her dad created for Julian. Oh, yeah. okay. So you okay. then yeah, then nice. you activate yeah. Sparks. You get to yeah. add Sparks to your squad. Now Sparks are much better than the Shivs from XCOM because they didn't level up. The Shivs didn't level up. Yeah. So there was not really any point in using the Shivs in the first one because your soldiers That's leveled silly. up, your Shivs didn't. Yeah. But your Sparks level up. So your Sparks are basically just robotic squad mates. Cool. And they've got different skill sets and they've got. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're terrible shots for some reason. They're appalling shots. Bad motor servers. And their gun is a heavy autocannon, but it doesn't do any more damage than the big gun that the humans can carry. So I was struggling to see why they were good, but as you level them up, their their abilities are pretty good. They're much – so one, one – each thing has two trees. One's really good at keeping a squad alive. Mm. The other one is really good at attacking single-unit big bad guys. So oh, yeah. they okay. have, definitely have a place in your squad. That, yeah. The – um, spark, so they're cool, and they get personalities and everything as well. Yeah, okay. You can actually download one of the personality um, options. You can unlock is Julian the AI. Oh, really? And so then he's condescending and everything end. as you're playing through each mission. He's still rude to you like uh, he was when he was the bad guy. guy. Excellent. Yeah, that's very cool. But it's a Nazi surprise when you get to the end of that. Yeah, Julian inhabits a sectopod, which you've not even seen a sectopod. Oh, at this point in the game. So if you do it straight away, you get it really early. I only had like three promotions at this point in the game. So my soldiers were still quite green. Yeah. And now they're fighting this sector pod with five times the hit points a sector pod would normally have. So I was just lucky that I had the right skills that could lock it down and manage to beat it. Yeah. I worked out that by blowing up the generators that it stands next to, the generators explode uh. and do triple damage to it. So, yeah, that was quite good. good. So Jen's last gift gets a big tick. That yeah, was good. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. And then the other one is Alien Hunters which is the scientist from the first game. When oh, the commander no. got kidnapped, she's yeah. gone a bit crazy. Yeah. And she's found an alien research facility. Ah. 
and she's built these alien heroes. Amazing. And the, the current scientist is basically, why has she done this? What is she thinking? Going on. And he says, scientifically, I understand where her curiosity has come from and why she do this, but really? Why would you make these things stronger than they already are? <laughs> so there's no explanation as to why she's done it at all. So I finished that DLC. So what that does is that releases three super aliens. Oh. Um, that have – so they're absolutely brutal. They get a turn every time you do something with one of your – when you find them, so they're hidden somewhere on the map, when you find them, they get a turn for every every action your XCOM soldiers take. Jeez. They get an action. They've got – So fast. They've got like 10 times as many hit points as the base alien that they're based on. So you start off with a Viper King and he's got 10 times as many hit points as the Viper. Then you unlock the Berserker Queen, and she's got 10 times as many hit points as a Berserker. Then you unlock the Archon Primate, and he's got 10 times as many hit points as an Archon. And these things are getting a turn every time you take an action. So you reload your gun, they get an action. Action. You go into Overwatch, they get an action. Oh, wow. So you really need to use your strategy quite well. So there's lots of strategies to take them on. The one that I found the best... It's kind of obvious when I fortunately I'd be with the Shadow Chamber at this point in time. So when I was going on a mission, it would say Unknown Enemy or Enemy Unknown, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is from the original game XCOM mm-hmm. Enemy Unknown, mm-hmm. UFO Enemy Unknown. And that was usually meant it was going to be one of the alien leaders. Yeah. So then you can hear the Berserker Queen because uh, she's got big um, pneumatic pump fists on her. So she pumped yep. like um, the guy from Captain America cross. Skull bones, crossbones, whatever. He, he punches yeah. and then the pneumatic hand comes out. I don't know, actually, no. So it's a berserker with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can hear the, the, the gears grinding and whirring on her. Oh, so she's, nice. she gives herself away a bit when you can't see her. Yeah, yeah. But usually they're up the back of the map, so you can clear, you can clear the rest of the map and just have yeah. them left behind. And then I found the best thing to do was put everybody onto Overwatch before you reveal it, then reveal it with your last unit and then they run in they get all the overwatch hits if you're lucky they actually hit yes and then the different mechanic that these guys have got is that they'll leave the battle map they'll they'll create a rift and they'll leave the map at some point but all the damage no but all the damage is permanent oh okay all the armor you've stripped off them stays stripped off all the hit points you've done to them stays gone so that's quite good so they become recurring nemesis which is quite good but they're okay yeah so they're really powerful but they really change up what you need to do right oh I see so as you're working your way through they'll show up and they'll disappear and they'll show up again and they'll completely mess up the mission you're currently on yeah but if you're smart, you yep. don't reveal them until you're ready to reveal them. Yeah. Or you're lucky and they're right at the front. You can reveal them straight sure. away. But they, yeah, they will mess you. And you get okay, um, special cool. weapons. So as well as being a crazy scientist, mad scientist, and she's made these super aliens, she's also made super weapons to beat the super aliens. So you get the super weapons before you meet any of the aliens. And so one of them freezes them. Um, so you freeze them, then you get a couple of free turns before they thaw out and start attacking you again. Clever. So you just got to play it. Clever. Strategically, so that's they're both good. Both this is very good. I dig it. Yeah. The other improvement is when you upgrade your weapons, so your deficit squad weapons, your rifles or your sniper rifles or your grenade launchers or whatever. Instead of having to build them individually like you did in the first one, you now do a squad upgrade unlock. Oh, and you pay for the squad upgrade unlock, and then all of your guns just automatically upgrade to that. So that's I a big like improvement that. on the first one. Too tedious, otherwise. Yeah, it's a big improvement on the first one. Yeah. So. The other mechanics are all pretty much the same. The abilities are far more improved. There's much, much bigger differentiation between your soldier mm. classes in this one. Yeah. So, 
As you'd expect. Yeah. He wants some more stuff in there. Yep. Yeah. And being having gone through uh, Chimera Squad, mm. Chimera Squad is so much more XCOM 2 than XCOM 1, mm. but it has made me look forward to XCOM 3, Yeah, which isn't coming. What is coming instead oh. is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Wait, what, what I thought, the, didn't I hear about? No, no, I'm thinking of Phoenix Squadron or something like that. The creators of XCOM made it made yes. another game, didn't they? Uh, yeah, right. Julian Gollop made uh, Phoenix something. Yeah, something else. Yeah, okay, that, that's yeah. what I'm. Which is like Spiritual X, X, XCOM three. Yeah, I've anyway. played that, which is quite different from XCOM. Yeah, yeah. But what's what are you talking about? What, so there's a new one, one coming out by the guys. As far as I can tell, it's the same studio that did XCOM. They're yeah. doing Marvel's Midnight Suns. Oh, which is it's going to be really interesting. It's going to use a card mechanic. Okay. So you're going to have like a stable of 17 superheroes that you can choose from and you yeah. take five of them out onto your missions. Mm-hmm. And it's, but instead of having abilities, you get a deck of cards and you've got to manage your deck of cards. It's like a, like Dominion. Yeah. You've got to build on your cards and then you've got to, so that's going to be interesting to see how okay. that plays. All right. But that's coming before XCOM 3. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. If XCOM 3 ever comes. Comes. Well, yeah. the DLCs are pretty new. Yeah. I think. Yeah, well, it's been $35 every time I've looked at getting it. Yeah, now all of a sudden it was ten dollars for the whole franchise. Boom! Yeah, so I'm not regretting my purchase, hmm? and I haven't even played my purchase. I'm playing, <laughs> yeah, playing my original purchase, purchase, which was on the Xbox. Yeah. Ten dollars? You can't. You no, can't go. Ten dollars yeah. is such a cheap for it that is. much entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Your dollar per your dollar per hour is well, well down. Yes. And interestingly enough, with War of the Chosen, yeah. which is the expansion, not just DLC, yeah. they reduced the power of the alien rulers because. I think they acknowledged that the alien rulers were too powerful. <laughs> Getting an action every time you do anything—that's pretty rough. Yeah, it That's was a, very rough. Yeah, geez. particularly the Archon guy because he does the battle pinions, where he shoots. So he, the Archons have this ability where they can fly up into the sky and they oh. shoot laser points on the ground. Oh god! And on their next turn, grenades land where their laser oh. points are. And it'd be big a- AOE. As yeah, well. big AOE. Yeah. But of course, because he gets an action every turn. He oh, goes up no. and does his battle pinions, and oh, it's no. then you your know. very next action, they all come hitting on the ground. Oh, so you got no beginning of round. So you can't way. get people out of the way or anything. So you have to freeze him or knock him out or something on to stop turn. that happening. Right. On your next action, on your yeah, very next, next action. action. You have to be lucky enough then. You've yeah, got to kill him or knock him out or freeze yeah. him or something. Wow. Yeah. So he's quite brutal. That's rugged. Yeah, very rugged. But good. Mm. So yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. Yeah. And I've sunk most of. My cool. gaming hours. In fact, I've sunk all of my gaming yeah, hours into, into XCOM yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. I'll look forward to hear what you think about the next expansion pack, surely. Yes. And uh, that'll be that'll be all of it played then. But that'll be all it. of it. Yep. Yeah, right. The whole lot. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. I've been playing a bit more of this uh, Wildermyth. Yes. Uh, we kicked off a three-player campaign, like one of the actual stories, because what we did was just like a randomly generated one. Okay. So this one still has a lot of the same random elements in it, but there is a through a thread through it. Story kind right. of thing. Um but even though it's three player, um That was his testicles binging. <laughs> Boom. Um even though it's three player, uh it still gives you as long as you play through enough, you get extra people still anyway. Oh okay. So you can have more people Drop in, drop out. Drop in, drop out kind of thing. As long as you're happy on taking over someone else's character, they've kind of like half built yeah, yeah. into something as well, which is something that we found. It's a bit interesting dropping in halfway through a game. Yeah, not understanding how to play that character. It can be a little bit difficult because yeah. you don't understand like the choices that were made uh, towards the end of the game kind of thing. And if uh, 
you know, someone dies in you've only got five, if you have five people playing and someone dies in that ma- yeah. match, you've got to sit out for the rest of the, yeah, the match story. as well, which is interesting as well. But yeah, uh, so we played it through uh, right through the three player campaign, and uh, it was it was fun. Um, the story playing with like three other people and waiting around, waiting for everyone to read the stories and stuff like that. They're a bit, it's a bit up drag. and down and, you know, whatnot. The random events, though, continue to be really fun, although there was more random events in the five-player campaign than, than in this one. I feel probably they're a bit more paced out. Yeah. It's still fun. Um, someone got picked up by the Thrixix boss and was getting a um, uh, Independence Day treatment, you know, where the alien, yeah. like, talks through the person yeah. doing that. And so after that, they ended up with this, like, slab of stone on their face from that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, someone else got the crow, became a part crow, got wings. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was about it. That was less sort of- Less weirdness happening. Less weirdness. Map's a lot smaller, less things to go through. It's only three chapters okay. to work through before yeah. the end of the campaign as well. But they did add a couple of new th- like mechanics at least. Like there's still, the Thrixel's still infest tiles, but there's also now like in the third chapter, tiles would go underwater. And no oh. one would be available to give okay. you resources and yeah. things like that kind of thing, um, but yeah, I think it's it's still the same. Fundamentally, it's fundamentally still the, the same, same game. thing. Yeah, you really at, for this campaign at least, just me and Josh were making all the decisions about how to do the overworld, mm-hmm. and that's almost too too many like well one too many people making decisions about where everyone's going to go, yeah. kind of thing. And the interface is very glitchy. Like someone to do a command and you kind of blame everyone else for clicking buttons and things like that. But yeah. by the end, we knew that no one else, like if someone was no talking about like, we should do this, then they go and do this and everyone just yeah. hands off and it still would like not enter the oh, commands okay. in and stuff like that. And you're like, I swear I just did something. In okay, there. Like, so it's know, a bit flaky. It's still a bit flaky. Okay. Still had a blast though. We're still really, yeah, really yeah. enjoying it. Um, we'll play some more. I think as well, like, um, so once you get your legacy and once you complete a campaign and your characters go into the legacy, yeah. um, you can then for further than three li- uh, LPs, what are they, life points? I don't know what they stand for, but anyway. they're legacy points. Legacy points, yeah. yeah. With five, five legacy points, you can pull someone in from your legacy instead. And if they're two-star, um, you can pick two of their abilities to start off with. Oh, okay. So if they've got five abilities, yeah. you can pick whatever two you want yep. and bring them straight in, which I think is great because one of the problems I have, we haven't tried this out fully yet, but one of the problems with the game in terms of like building a character is that it's a little bit RNG. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit RNG about what. You know, uh, so Josh got a dagger. Actually, the best the best transformation was this dagger he got, right? <laughs> um, and it was cursed. And he's told it was cursed. And his yeah. character gets, again, a Lord of the Rings moment, yeah. cast it into the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or keep it. <laughs> no, I will keep yeah, it. Yeah. And his character basically, his character says, uh, and like they accept what's going to happen, yeah. right? And so they get a bony arm, yeah. right? Uh, and then... So that, that kind of messed him up because he had a it was a bow a range character now he's a melee uh, DPS with uh, a thing. <laughs> we finish the chapter it goes away for ten years and they come back pop up on screen they're full skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, it was a bad curse. Yeah, it was a bad curse. It was a bad curse. Uh, and so the, after that, he was just skeleting, uh, you know, stabbing everyone with it. With a knife, it was fun. It was great, but had an ability that was bad. Yeah, yeah. And so I think if you then take that character in, level it up again uh, with new abilities. Yeah, knowing that it's now a skeleton. Then you can legacy it again, promote it again, and then keep working on those on those builds, on yeah. those abilities to get a perfect set of abilities and then work on your character over time. Right. I think it's how you're supposed to do it. Okay. We've been trying to avoid looking up online yeah. and just finding out. Yeah. Also, that's what we discovered. I mean, that's half the fun. It's funny how yeah, to do it. Yeah, how it works. Stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, I think it's uh, nice to be able to pull because we had Darren join us last night and he's only played like nothing. Yeah. And we gave him a, a new character that was there yeah. and it got killed on the first turn, <laughs> of, like the first match oh, pretty much. No. It was, uh, you know, he just um, had, had no gear. Yeah. You know, we're, we're at the end. We were at the end of the campaign when he decided oh, to yeah, join okay. as well. It wasn't like this was the starter or anything. Yeah, it was yeah, like, no. we're heading to like the final battle. And just like a green character going up against yeah, the boss. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, that's it. So it was, it was pretty inevitable, but, you know, anyway, they that's again the problem with you want to come play that you can join in yeah, but like but you're what not you get survive. but had we picked a legacy character yes they would have been able to survive you know and so yeah you can as soon as you go with the three characters and the first one you recruit could potentially be a higher yeah. geared character which is really nice so that, that that's going to be interesting on the replay value of and how you then I was trying to work out how you would actually like make better characters yeah you know like how do you Start off with better characters. Better characters, so yeah. you, you always promote them at the end. So you need to make sure, that, again, this, I guess this is a little bit of the, the balance in the game. There's always a time factor. There's always the yeah. invasions that come every 300 days. There's always um, enemies getting stronger every yeah. 100 and maybe it changes on the campaigns, but it seems to be about 150 days. Everything gets stronger. And then using your legacy points to buy gear so you can fight better. Yeah. versus um, saving them to promote more characters yeah. at the end of the match yeah. and like this... And so next game will be better. Yeah. Going through and through and through. So, yeah, the, the randomness is nice in terms of like um, just you don't kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah, which is a surprise. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. We didn't get any opportunities, I don't think. Maybe one opportunity throughout the whole campaign, which is disappointing because okay. they, yeah. they're really good for like distracting you and pulling you yeah. away to yeah. other things. I think the whole thing was a bit too short. I think I preferred, although it was a lot longer, the five-player one was five chapters. Yeah, yeah. That was you felt like your characters really got a chance got to shine. It. Yeah, then with his three, three it was sort of you sort of started getting going, and now it's over. Yeah. And so we just launched another, the next like one in the list, and you're back to like, you know, Greenhorn, Greenhorn characters that aren't very good anymore. And it's like, ah, oh, we barely even got started, you know, before it kicks off. Yeah. But no one retired. Oh, okay. You know, because yeah. no one was, we had the same No one was old enough. Everyone, well, everyone was old yeah. by the end. You seem to get like, you seem to be young for one one thing and then you're old for the rest <laughs> of the campaign. Just uh, like yeah. life. Yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Wildermyth was fun. Still enjoying that. Um, we'll see how much longer it lasts, but I want to play some rounds with you as well. Yes. As well. So we need to lock in a, we need to lock in a regular Thursday tourney. Yeah. Some action. Um, yeah, that's uh, Wilder I think it's about Wilder Myth on that one. The other thing I've been playing is a little bit more Sunset Overdrive. Mm. I haven't had much, I haven't had any $10 XCOM sales. New to Game Plus, pull me in. you haven't been distracted by yeah, the spring sale. Spring yep. sales. Uh, well, this was a, this was a Christmas sale purchase, though. The yeah, there you go. Overdrive. yeah, uh, yeah, I played a little bit more. I'm not, I'm not enjoying it as much as I was at the start. These DLC areas are very like. 
you know, the, the DLC area is a locked-in little space that you've yeah. got to do the, basically the main mission and that's it. Yeah. It's less of the just open... Jumping around, area kind crazy. of. He's still doing all that stuff, I guess, yeah. but I just feel like really... Restricted. Locked in, yeah. yeah. Um, and you're just finding a lot of the one-sided enemy. Like the last one was all humans for the most part. This one's all pretty much robots. Okay. Um, and I think... Yeah, I think as well, like the guns, there's a lot of guns to buy. I don't have that much overdrive to buy that many. Yeah. And none of them are really like grabbing me as yeah. being like- That's the one I got to get. Super fun. Yeah. Like, I bought the ones that I thought would be really fun and they've been kind of ho-hum. So, so, yeah. Yeah. For the- some of the Ratchet and Clank, I, I'm just, I hate coming back to Ratchet and Clank because I feel it's the same developer. It is. I feel like they're very yeah, similar mechanic. game yeah. kind of thing. The fact they don't do any animation when you upgrade yeah. them, I think, takes a lot That's of a fun loss. out of it. You barely even notice that they've gone up a level. There's no anything. Yeah. So I don't feel driven to just level them up to see what they see might what do they and like. see what craziness yeah. they go to. That never really gets that. Um, and, yeah, I just don't have enough overdrive to just buy things willy-nilly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm stuck in like the purchases sort of like what's going to be good kind of thing. Yeah. And you know what else? You know what? Ratchet and Clank, I think, has you have t- you have three Hot Wheel bars, don't you? You can fit every weapon is available on your Hot Wheel because you have the yes. main one, yep. and then you can go left, left and right. Left or right, yep. It doesn't have this, oh. right? So if a gun's on your quick wheel, are you going to use it? If your gun is not on the quick wheel, Tony, does it even exist? No, exactly. Yeah, it needs to be on the quick wheel. So I feel like there's guns that I've gotten used to and are using, but like don't want to experiment too much because I've got yeah, to go in and change yeah, it and move it yeah. over. And because you can then put these amps on the guns as well, if you've got a gun that's over level one, you don't have an amp, then you don't want to put it on. Yeah. And to get more amps, you need to go collect more things in the main city, but I can't collect things in the main city because I'm in a DLC thing at the uh, moment as well. Yeah. Like just, it's sort of- That's a backwards mechanic. This yeah. game is, it's, a, it's, it's one of those games where it's like, it's a 70. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's solid, it's good, but it's not great. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. That kind of like, yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, like I, the other thing with Ratchet and Clank yeah. is you always know that by the end of the game, you're going to be able to buy, you're going to have been given enough money to buy every gun, yes. So it's never agonizing over do I buy this gun or do I save my money? You might, if you, if you know it there, you might like save up a little bit to jump over one of the ones you're not yeah. so keen well, on. Well, it's always going to show you the next three guns you can get, yeah, sort of so thing. you can jump over one, yep, yeah, yep, and you know that there'll be enough money by the end to, get to go the, back and back. get it. Yeah. But I've got like I don't know how many are left on the list. I want to say more more than 10. Oh, wow. Okay. There's heaps. Yeah. yeah. Right? And That's none a of, lot. Yeah. That is a lot of guns. Probably, probably, they probably could have gotten less guns and spent more time on each gun. On each gun better. being better. Yeah. Which is what they're doing. Ratchet. I mean, the heroes in Ratchet and Clank are the guns. The hero of the story are Ratchet and Clank, and they're very entertaining in the story. Yes. But the hero of the gameplay yeah. is the guns. Guns, for sure. For sure. And so this is like, okay, the guns aren't as good as Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. The story isn't as good as Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. The world design is fantastic. And I think like kind of on par with Ratchet and Clank, where it lacks in the two areas is that Ratchet and Clank has a lot more set pieces because it is a linear map, yes. right? Yeah. This is open world. And I think yeah. that's different. And I think it's perfectly reasonable to have an open world for the type of game that it is and what sort of thing is. Where it lacks in the open world is it's still functionally a linear Story, right? In yeah. in an open world, it's not really an open yeah. world game. Yeah, which is I think okay, 
but there's very little reason to go back out into the world apart from collectibles. Yeah. You know, or just collecting more OD to unlock more guns that you probably won't not use gonna or use don't anyway. really want to upgrade yeah. Yeah. kind of thing. There's not enough drive to keep you back yeah. doing more sort of thing, you know, which is maybe that's fine because you want to yeah. give it up. So I'll, I will finish it off. I just haven't really been... Uh, had the yeah, drive. That, that drive to or go. the overdrive. The overdrive. <laughs> I'm a little bit bummed that these are defend events that you get. You kind of do them once and you kind of move on. You can do it again for more overdrive, but you can do all the challenges for like just repeatable content, but yeah. I don't really know why I'm doing it. Okay. You know, if the guns were better, then yes. I would do the challenges again to get more overdrive yeah, to, to you know, do the guns. build it up. But like, okay, I've done it once. Some of them are really annoying. I would want to do them again. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really odd game. Yeah. Okay. It's polished. Like you don't you don't feel like there's it's not janky yeah. in any way. There's no bugs or anything like that in it. Yeah. You know, it just it's feels just design like decisions. Maybe the, the bugbear we always have is they made odd game design decisions. Yeah. Maybe it's that they didn't get enough time. I don't know if it's enough time thing. I, I don't know. It's Yeah. Mm, mm. Huh. But for ten bucks. Can't go wrong. Oh man, it's yeah. been heaps of fun. Thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. I could have probably left it on the main campaign, yeah, and got my money's worth out of it for sure. For yeah. sure. But yeah. Uh, so next week we will bring you more Thronebreaker. Yes. Hopefully, I can save the the hostage in the car. Yeah. Next time, and uh, more Wildermyth. Yeah. And we can get a little PlayStation going. I think between yes. next week for us to give it a crack and and see. Um, how that plays get you on the on the mage yes class which I want to play like yeah, yeah. Um, that is that has been nice is that you you're not completely locked in to just doing one okay character class well doing like the one two three like one two three is not bad but you don't need to do all warriors okay you need a bit of yeah. a mixture but if you're a little bit heavy on the mages or a little bit heavy on the warriors it's pretty forgiving on that so okay. so far it seems which is nice you don't yeah. sort of have to get stuck you know, um, particularly like your, your Teacock character from the Worthless one got a flaming hand as a melee character and could launch fireballs yes, and things. So he had like good. a nice ranged yeah. ability. It's like, okay, that's not too bad. That's nice. Uh, yeah, and, probably, and definitely some more XCOM, I'm sure. Yes. 100%. Yes. I'll right. give you an update on XCOM. <laughs> Until then. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet.